business customers want to determine their own energy future. And choice allows them to choose their best path forward. They don't have someone else picking it for them. They're picking the path for them into their own sustainable future. Welcome to Smart Energy Voices, an SED podcast featuring conversations with leaders of the energy transition, hosted by Smart Energy Decisions founder, John Fiella. In each episode of Smart Energy Voices, John digs deep with industry movers and shakers to reveal insights you can learn from in their stories, personalities, and visions for the future. All right, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. I'm John Fiella, and welcome to Smart Energy Voices. Today, I'm joined by Rob Gaudet, Senior Vice President, NRG Business. With large power users experiencing increased pressure to meet aggressive emission reduction targets, the challenges they're dealing with demand new solutions and approaches from traditional suppliers of energy products and services. We'll be diving into the dynamics of that changing landscape here today in my conversation with Rob. Rob, thanks for joining me here today on Smart Energy Voices. And why don't we start by having you tell us a little about yourself and give us an overview of of your current role at NRG. John, thank you for having me today. I'm excited to be here. I lead the side of NRG that serves business customers. We're the largest B2B retail gas and power platform in North America and one of the three largest demand response providers also. We develop energy solutions that help businesses become smarter, more effective, and more efficient energy customers. And quite simply, we help industries of all kinds in the U.S. and Canada reach their energy goals. We do so in a wide range of ways from offering a simplified approach to renewable energy to helping our customers gain budget security through fixed price contracts. We also help them achieve energy flexibility, an important price strategy goal with distributed energy and demand response. Much of what we do helps our customers reach their sustainability goals. But more than solutions and services, my team provides market expertise to help businesses manage their energy strategy. We help them navigate the challenge of an ever-evolving energy industry one that has a big impact on most of their bottom lines. Well, it's interesting, Rob, the way you reference not only managing their energy strategy, but helping them achieve their sustainability goals. I find everything suppliers do in working with customers needs to be tied in some way, shape, or form to helping them achieve their their sustainability goals. So thanks for that brief overview of your role at the company. I've had the the good fortune of working with the company over the past four years, and things have changed. The customers evolve. I think maybe why don't we start by by having you give us an overview of of the company and where it is today, and maybe we'll start by having you give us an overview of NRG's overall business. Sure. So I am very proud to be part of NRG. You know, we are a top competitive, integrated power and consumer services company. Our portfolio of retail brands and our generation assets serve roughly 6 million customers across the United States and Canada. That's what we are, but it doesn't capture what we actually do. At our heart, NRG is creating a more sustainable, resilient, affordable, and empowering energy ecosystem for our customers. 
and we leverage our extensive commercial expertise across kind of every part of the industry from markets to asset management to provide more value to our customers by offering creative solutions to their energy needs. It's really a unique company and a unique approach to how we treat energy customers. One of the things, Rob, that I find unique about it, and this came through when I sat in on the Investor Day presentation last summer, you've got both a large, meaningful B2B business, but then you've also got a large, meaningful consumer business. Drill down a little further for us on the business side of the house that you run. What's what's in store for NRG business in uh, 2022? So as we talked about in Investor Day, and as you just alluded to, it starts with our customers, right? They're the ones who are driving us. They trust us and they're leading us into the future. And it's my job to make sure that we're there with them. Our customers are pushing forward with ambitious and inspiring sustainability goals. We're helping them get there and realize those goals easily and effectively with clean energy. And that's not something that's necessarily been something that we would talk about in the past. It's hard, it was harder to do, and we've made it something that we can really get done. Another trend we're seeing is that customers are electrifying their operations, particularly as electric vehicles or EVs emerge and more companies transition to EV fleets. Our role is to help make that transition cost-effective and seamless for fleet managers. And last, our customers are feeling the effects of climate change. Whether it's extreme weather or the energy market volatility that it creates, they urgently want to enhance the resiliency of their operations and the reliability of their energy. They want to gain more control over their energy. They want to make it a priority to offer solutions to enhance resiliency, stability, and control across our entire portfolio for our customers. You know, you touched on uh, three key things, right? Renewables, electrifying fleets. Expand a little more on, on the new challenges that, that you see customers facing. Yeah, so I would tell you that the most urgent challenge for our customers is certainly finding solutions to the extreme weather and the market volatility that's being driven by climate change. So operational resiliency has become a key point for almost every business. Resiliency means they need reliable energy, even during times of extreme weather. Market volatility creates the need for solutions so that they can gain stability and control. And our team is working to enhance resiliency and reduce that market volatility through new products and improved solutions. These th include things like demand response or load management or access to meaningful data so we can really create and work on good insights. Arming customers with information and tools and strategies puts them in a better position to handle the unexpected. These solutions will be integrated and customized for each business because every business is different. But that's how we get to create effective energy systems for our customers. Looking at energy supply, energy efficiency, demand response, on-site energy resources, in silos, so thinking about them separately, never gets us to the best outcome. The beauty of NRG and our focus is we help those businesses integrate their planning to reach their goals effectively across all spectrums of the technology bandwidth that can make those things happen. Yeah. In talking to customers regularly, they're trying to get more control over their energy procurement and obviously the energy use. And they're constantly asking for data and interested in more data. How does energy plan on keeping up with, with the ever-evolving needs of your business customers? 
So that's a great question. We actually, you know, we talk about the company is, you know, in a lot of ways, we are now a data company. Every business is becoming more data driven every year. And many of our customers are evolving from being smart energy managers to smart data managers, either on their own or with the help from us, the tools we create or the technologies we offer. More customers are telling us to bring it on when it comes to arming them with real-time access to their information. That way they can relate to both their own energy usage, but they can take into account marketplace data and trends that are going on around them. Our operating platform is the central nervous system that kind of collects that data and powers the analytics that help us support our customers and makes us effective in our operations across the spectrum of NRG. Through it, we can also see and track trends at the individual business level up to an extensive kind of network level. So I can see one customer and how things are affecting it. But then with our data and with our systems, I can see how it's affecting a large swath, whether it's a regional or a specific industry or whatever we're looking at at the time. And we use that information to make decisions that benefit our customers. And we also use it to deliver insights to those customers so they can make informed energy decisions in the future. Not only now about what they're dealing with as they see it, but also as they're thinking about their plans and what they're thinking about from their own operations, how energy is going to play into the future. Data is a key component of that. We've embraced it in RG, and we continue to expect to use that as a tool in the long haul. Rob, I referenced earlier the Investor Day call that I listened to last summer, and it was interesting for me because you and other executives at the company kind of referenced driving customer experience again and again. I'd like for you to expand a little more on that. What does driving customer experience mean at NRG? Driving customer experience speaks directly to the mission at NRG. We're here to create value for our customers. Now, electricity is a commodity and anybody can supply electricity, but power and energy, when you expand kind of the universe, has become personal. And we need to think about, you know, I have business customers, right? But behind every business customer are people. And we need to think about the people that we're serving and how our energy solutions impact their business and their lives. And so to drive that customer experience, we have to take an approach that's more collaborative. I need to understand your business before I develop the right solution for you. And what this approach allows us to do is design and deliver customized products and services that actually make a difference for your business and ultimately for the people that are behind that business. We've reorganized NRG to put customers even more in the center of everything we do. Our footprint informs our portfolio. So we've got customers across the continent and everything we learn from every customer we have helps us get smarter and think better and create more offerings so that we're organized internally to actually deliver those to the customer in a way that makes impact. So we're streamlining our generation portfolio while we grow our retail business significantly. And what that means is that we can meet the needs of many different types of businesses with specific products designed to meet the sophisticated needs of each and every one. We can fit it to their primary buying behavior. And ultimately, and most importantly, we can meet their energy needs. Yeah. So this is fascinating, Rob. I mean, NRG, you see yourself as becoming more and more of a data company. You're putting the customer at the center of everything that you do. It's very evolved 
thinking in the energy space. I mean, I, I'm kind of blown away by how many utilities still call their customers ratepayers. There's an extreme lack of customer focus, I think, in the utility sector. So it's pretty cool to see about see how you guys are, are thinking about things. And that's obviously uh, a reflection of leadership. So you're focused on customers. How do you see their requirements changing? What What's your take on how large power user customer requirements are evolving? They're evolving in, in, in lots of ways. I would tell you, you know, as we talked earlier, they're becoming data managers. Not only are they worried about flipping on the lights and, and having you know, power come to their facilities, but they want to understand the data that's behind it. They're also much more concerned about sustainability, and they're much more concerned about resiliency around their operations. And that's driven by the growing impacts of climate change. The thing that I would tell you, though, and you can't take a broad brush to the business environment because customers are evolving at different rates and they're all going to follow their own unique path, which gets us to the bigger idea and the most important kind of concept that we're driving. And that's the need for customer choice. Business customers want to determine their own energy future and choice allows them to choose their best path forward. They don't have someone else picking it for them. They're picking the path for them into their own sustainable future. So you talk about how people reference ratepayers rather than customers. You know, the centralized energy market, that concept of top-down, that's becoming quickly a fixture of the distant past. And it's being replaced with greater transparency and control. It's being replaced with new technologies, emerging resources, and most importantly, it's being replaced with a two-way dialogue between the customer and the provider, or in my case, and I hope in a lot of cases, NRG. So today, businesses want to be cleaner. They want customized solutions, and they're choosing innovative products and services that achieve outcomes that they can't get from just your regular utility. And businesses across the United States are ready for a chance to take action so they can go act on those things they're worried about. They want to collect that data. They want to address sustainability. They want to be resilient. And in the market and in competitive markets, we're there to provide that opportunity for them. We're out there helping these customers better understand their energy use. We're helping them understand the options that they have to meet their energy needs. And we're creating solutions alongside of them that can help them now and more importantly, can set them up for the future. Yeah. Developing new solutions alongside of your customer. That's the exact approach, Rob, that Smart Energy Decisions takes to its business. That kind of laser-like focus is, is obviously serving you well. You know, you talked about, about climate change and sustainability. I want to give you a chance to maybe expand further on the biggest customer drivers behind this evolution and this, this growing interest in customer choice. So I, I think that there are, there are two big societal drivers that are pushing this evolution that we're seeing. And the first is digital. And, and John, think about it personally first. You know, we talked about behind every business is a person. Well, if you think about it personally, you know, our lives have changed over time, you know, in the recent past, right? So we now are super accustomed to things like tailored solutions in everything we do. We're used to this digital-enabled lifestyle, whether I'm sitting on my couch ordering a meal through my phone or I'm taking a morning meeting virtually 
from some location somewhere else that three, four years ago, we would have never thought, or I would have never thought was possible. And we have more freedom today to think about what that does and invest time where things matter most. And technology's enabled that. Well, my customers, these same people who are running these businesses, expect that out of their energy providers. Technology has helped customers become more knowledgeable about their usage and their options. The engaged energy customer wants to be a partner that's constantly thinking and tailoring their energy experience, just like you and I would be tailoring our phones or how we get our meal or the car that comes and picks us up. That same capability, my customers, my business customers who have people behind them, they expect that same behavior. And so as an industry and particularly as a company, we have to accelerate to be there and provide that same type of technological solution. So technology is kind of the first trend. The second one is the overarching need to decarbonize energy use. Now, as a society across every industry, we have this role of decarbonizing to address climate change and climate change in the future. Energy is a massive component of that decarbonization inside of our economy. Now, renewable energy is the most visible way that you can decarbonize. And it's become, you know, thankfully, it's become more affordable, more accessible than ever before. And, you know, I expect prices to continue to decrease. I expect customer choice to continue to grow. And whether that's on site at your facility, at your home, to community solar, so large, large fields of solar where your business is taking a part of it, to renewable energy supply contracts, which is something that we kind of cut the, our teeth on and, and got started in the industry in a product we call Renewable Select. But the range of options around renewable energy continues to grow. And that's a very exciting and very empowering part of decarbonizing energy use. Now, the future, I see we're gonna, a world where we're going to get power not from the big power plants, but also from distributed assets and storage assets across the system. And those could range from things like rooftop solar to literally electric vehicles doing grid charging or putting back electricity into the system. Energy storage technology needed to make things like renewable generation scale are beginning to really pick up and really become part of the market today. And we're starting to see prices for storage that make it an attractive option to help our customers ultimately gain the, hit those goals around sustainability and resiliency. Mm-hmm digitization, so kind of a a follow-on from the technology piece, is also changing, right? It's allowing for smarter energy management, giving consumers the opportunity to save money by reducing demand during peak conditions, brought on by either really cold or really hot weather conditions. And I believe these smart digital technologies are ultimately going to allow customers to reduce demand for themselves, but also help the grid when it's struggling or they can use energy when it's most affordable or most clean. And this is often going to be done automatically. I mean, John, you and I, you know, neither one of us are trying to solve the problem of how I get my burrito delivered to my house. Technology takes care of it. When you think about energy, it's the same thing. This is going to get done automatically. It's going to save the consumer money. It's going to improve resiliency by actually making the large grid, our electricity grid, even more reliable. Now, to get this done, the grid has to become smarter, a hyper-connected system with real-time controls. The grid is going to transform. Today, it sends electricity one way. Tomorrow, 
uh, very soon tomorrow, it's going to be a multi-directional decentralized system. Hey, that's a very compelling vision of the future, Rob. And you know, when you get more and more focused on customer needs and customer insight, you learn how quickly their needs are changing. And if you're going to do something about it, that means you need to change and evolve. I'm interested in exploring how the company has evolved and modified its portfolio to to kind of keep pace with these changing needs. So why don't you why don't you give us an overview of the current portfolio of NRG business products and give us a sense for how the company's evolving to keep pace with these changing needs. So as I talked about earlier, you know, we have the largest B2B retail gas and power platform in North America. We're also one of the largest providers of demand response. And our business, as well as NRG, has evolved over time to provide more options and more customization. And some of the, you know, some of the things that I would rattle off as what we've accomplished, we now offer customizable solutions, things like you know, renewable select or renewable energy contract that provides all of the upside or all of the benefits of a very complex PPA, but on a very easy to read and transact retail contract. We also have distributed energy solutions, and that's things like demand response or peak load management, which A, helps resiliency of the grid, but B, it also really helps customers, as they understand their operations, control their costs. And then finally, and this is a big part of the added bonus that we've created for our customers, when you start with a customer and think about what they need, they need interesting products and solutions, and they need somebody who understands their business but they also need advisory. They need somebody who will listen to them, understand what their challenges are, understand where they're trying to go. And so we've created an energy advisory service that helps them think about on-site renewables or energy efficiency and can help them with sustainability. Because honestly, the sustainable journey, as people are moving down this transition in energy, everybody's in a different place. And not everybody has the staff to really understand what it takes. I have customers who have 100 people looking at their energy needs. I have customers who are the same sole proprietor who is selling at the front desk, paying the bills, thinking about marketing. They're also the ones thinking about sustainability. And so this advisory service enables us to help our customers kind of think through their journey into the future because energy is not a one-size-fits-all kind of business. Our portfolio is designed to allow different pathways for business businesses to reach their goals, whether that's resiliency or sustainability or you know the digital transformation we've talked about. But I'll tell you that we continue to see large demand from our customers that want clean energy solutions like renewable power to meet their goals. And we offer them an easier way to achieve that, one that's not burdened by 300-page contracts and hours and hours of legal work. And we did it in such a way because, again, NRG started with the customer. What's the customer want? Do they want a whole bunch of work where we're thinking through contracts or do they want renewable energy and do they want the attributes that go with that? When you start with the customer, you come up with things like renewable select, which is cost competitive and helps them still meet their energy goals while taking away the complexity and the risk of a traditional PPA. By listening to those customers, renewables without a hassle, we were able to develop a product that customers actually want, need, and love. Now, community solar is another option for our customers where they can participate in shared energy programs and markets that sometimes we can't do a renewable select, but it helps them get energy savings and it helps them promote 
sustainability in the markets that are at. Both of those projects, John, Renewable Select and Community Solar, also incentivize more renewable energy, which helps all of us. Because think about it, this is an ecosystem where you have developers on one end building projects, but ultimately you have to have consumers on the other demanding that energy or, or those attributes. And so what we've done is found a way to, in a very simple, very straightforward and very transparent way, link the two together and help drive renewable energy development across our country. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're talking about offering simple, transparent solutions, then you really are listening to your customers <laughs> because that's what they want. I'm obviously familiar with the products that you're referring to. I know Renewable Select has been very successful and you've got dozen, dozens of customers on that program. And we had a chance to do a webinar with Miro Sutton regarding what you're doing in community solar and you found a way to do community solar at scale, which is really fascinating. I haven't heard of too many people doing that. But this overall strategy that it, thinking about it from the customer's point of view, trying to reduce my carbon emissions, kind of in scope one, you've got demand management solutions. You're helping people use less. You're deploying demand response. You're deploying DERs. Then on the supply side for kind of scope two, you're helping people green their supply. And then with, with transport being such a big part of scope three for many companies, what you're doing in EVs, I think is going to address that. And then you kind of tie that all together with advisory services. And you're really teeing yourself up to be an ideal partner for someone that needs help in accomplishing the very ambitious goals that they're setting forth to meet these emission reduction commitments. I find half the companies that set a net zero goal, Rob, they have no idea how they're going to get there when they set it. And they really, they need help. So I, I think this is this is a very intelligent approach that you're taking that, that makes a lot of sense to me. In thinking about kind of customers and how they should be thinking about what they need to do in order to respond to the growing complexities and demands on their business. What thoughts do you have before kind of we wrap up this session on what customers should be thinking about to succeed in this increasingly complex environment? So I, I would start with find a partner, find somebody who's going to work with you. Like in life, I think energy and the energy future, you need somebody to talk to. Right. And from the very beginning of from all the way to setting goals to then figuring out how you're going to achieve them, you need a partner who's willing to work with you and think through problems and ultimately offer solutions. But you need to be aware of the cleaner, kind of customizable power options that are emerging that can help your, your business achieve your energy and your financial and your sustainability goals. They're all attainable. It's just, you know, you have to go out there. And you know, working with a partner, hopefully, you can find those and kind of identify the ones that make sense for you. I'll tell you that our customers are becoming smarter. They're more effective and they're more efficient consumers of their energy every day. And you know, I see our role is to help them get there in ways that are easy and intuitive. I firmly believe that regardless of whatever the issue is, businesses need trusted partners to manage the complexity, one that can offer the solutions and the service a platform across you know, multiple experiences and insights to help people truly achieve 
what a what they're capable of and b what they they aspire to get done. And I think that's where NRG can help. You know, I think that we bring multiple facets across this industry in ways that are directly and yet sometimes not directly related to our business customers. But we bring all of that insight together and we're building this consumer or customer interface kind of ecosystem where we have those real conversations, where we can really work through the issues and then come up with actual attainable plans that help people meet their goals. You know, everybody has to hit their numbers. Everybody wants to go get sustainable and and move down this path. And those who are uninformed or those who only bring one piece of the solution or one set of insights, I feel are failing customers generally. And I believe that, you know, a real collaborative approach to understand each customer's needs, each customer's goals, that's the way we're going to achieve this with one customer at a time, but more importantly, as an industry and ultimately as an economy. And I believe, and I'm very proud that NRG equips customers with the information, the tools, and the strategies to put them in a better place to achieve their goals, but also to handle the unexpected as it comes. You're focusing on their success. And I think it's really difficult. I mean, if you're a customer, be it commercial, be it industrial, be it municipal, be it higher ed, you've got so many things you've got to accomplish that if you try to do it on your own with a bunch of individual suppliers, it's going to be even more complex than it needs to be. The idea of finding someone that can help you in toto to reach your goal seems to seems to make sense to me. So thanks for kind of sharing your point of view on kind of how the customer's evolving and kind of taking us behind the scenes at how uh, NRG is evolving to meet those needs. Rob, we now get to my favorite part of Smart Energy Voices, and, and that's where I get to learn a little bit about these really smart people that I have the opportunity to talk with on the on the podcast. So we're going to now change gears here and and really talk more about you. Rob, tell us about your personal journey. What's the what's the path that led you to where you are today? That's a great question. So I was born and raised in uh, Houston or a, a little town west. Well, it was little, little town called Katy, west of Houston. You know, normal high school, great mom and dad, a brother. And then I went off to school in Virginia at the College of William and Mary in Williamsburg where I studied chemistry and it was the last time I used chemistry, but uh, I studied chemistry along the way. To go to William & Mary, I was on an ROTC scholarship. So after graduation, I served in the army as a combat engineer in the CAV. And so I got the opportunity to deploy to Bosnia for a year and ultimately, you know, as a platoon leader a couple of times. And then I was the executive officer for a combat engineer company in the second ACR. That's where I got to. And then I ended up at B school in uh, Houston. I went to Rice where I studied finance. And, you know, it's tough to, to be in Houston and not envision somehow being in the energy markets. And so from Rice, that was the step towards energy where I ultimately moved to Atlanta, worked for a company called Mirant on the wholesale side, traded crude oil, natural gas, and then ultimately traded power. And, you know, there's some steps along the way, ran a power company, and then my wife and our two children moved back to Houston, I guess about 10 years ago, where I ran some trading operations. 
that business became part of NRG. And that's where I really started to get to learn about customers and the CNI side. And then it's been a whirlwind at NRG ever since then. So you were, okay, so you were with a company that was acquired by NRG and now you're one of the senior leaders at the, at the company. So it sounds like that was a, that was a pretty good acquisition for them. It worked out for me. <laughs> I know that much. Yeah. It was, that's it, was super. A, it was a great experience. And, you know, look, I, I think that, you know, I can say that I only interviewed for one job. That was the one out of B school. Cause it was kind of just company merger or acquisition along the way. But, you know, every step, every opportunity to move to a place with a little bit different culture or a little bit different experience has definitely added value throughout my career. And the step to NRG, you know, I work with a lot of the people that I joined with and it was, uh, it was a great experience for me. It's been great for our family. And I hope that I give back half to the company what it's given to me. That's great. Those are very, very nice sentiments. You know, I have to be honest, I think you may be the first person with a military background that I've interviewed on the podcast. And first and foremost, thank you for your service, Rob. You know, I've got to ask, how has that military background impacted or influenced or helped your career in the energy industry? So when I get that question, I, you know, my flippant response is it, the army knocked the fraternity house out of me, which was... <laughs> Somewhat true, but in reality, you know, it gave me so much more. It is very hard to put in words or explain the value of a some time in the military. You know, I learned a lot about leadership. I learned a lot about dealing with people, and you know, as a lieutenant, you know, I had incredible non-commissioned officers, and these are guys who've got ten to twenty plus years of experience who are running the platoon for me or squad leaders, and what you learn from them. And what they taught me about leadership and how dealing with people and just, you know, what you expect of yourself and others, you know, it's hard for me to convey. It is an incredible part of who I am. And I'm so grateful for that. You know, in the military, you don't have the money to motivate a team, right? Things happen because of leadership and commitment and service. And it, it provided a really strong kind of guideline or, or guidepost for me uh, throughout my career. This makes me unpopular sometimes, but I just don't buy into the theory that people do what you pay or incent them to do. People do what you lead them to do. And leaders look out for their people and their team. And people are going to act for people they trust, people that they believe are going to take them in the right spot. And honestly, you know, to kind of take the military parlance, people fight and work hard for the people who's in the foxhole next to them or the cubicle next to them as we deal with, you know, changes every day. And, you know, the military put me in a place where I believe I have a different perspective and that has honestly paid out for me, both in the way of what I expected myself, but also what I've been and seen and expected out of leaders above me and leaders who've worked with me. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure there are many days where being in a cubicle feels like being in a foxhole. <laughs> so the analogy, the analogy is not, not lost on me. It, it's interesting. You started your response by saying that your service has you know, served you well. And after listening to how it's influenced you, I, you know, I think it's very, very clear. It's, it's not only served you well, it's, it's also served the people that have had the opportunity to work with you very well. So that's great. Thanks for sharing that. 
What, Rob, would you say is the, the, the greatest challenge that you've had to overcome? I think it has to do with complexity. You know, we've talked, we talked for a while here about all of the different things that are coming at my customers. And, and you know, you can, it doesn't matter what industry and things are changing every day. And my struggle, and this is, you know, it, I've hopefully gotten better over time. My struggle has been to deal with the 9,000 complexities of whatever issue I'm dealing with. And energy is a perfect place to find, you know, mind numbing levels of complexity. Mm-hmm. By overcoming that and getting from the complex to the most simple has been empowering and been an incredible path towards success for the customers and for the organization and for me. And this, this at the most simplest term, right? We've talked about EVs and you know, we could talk about metering and DR and renewable select and you know, 900 other things. And we could talk for hours and not use the same product each time. And you, you could add all this complexity. And we, we talked about it from the angle of, oh boy, the customer's kind of overwhelmed. Well, for me, if I allow that to happen, then this complexity kind of slows me down. And we've, you get to a point where if you just get to the thing, get to the, the most simplest of things. And for, for me, and, and I'm hoping my organization, it's very simple. Once you find out the fact, it's, it's extremely simple. How do I help the customer? You just start there. All of that other stuff, all that other noise kind of goes away. And just focus on that and just think about that. Once you've managed to kind of get the noise of your life or your industry or your job or whatever it is, have that kind of boil away and get down to the one thing, I think that's been empowering for me. And so the, the challenge I've had over my career is, you know, we all do this when we're young or earlier in our careers, you know, all the complexity is what we do every day. We're on Excel spreadsheets and we're doing this and modeling that and removing myself from that complexity and leaning on people that are a hundred times smarter than me to manage that and just focus on the ball in front of me, which is how do I make the customer's lives better or how do I empower them? Making that, you know, overcoming that challenge was the biggest thing I've dealt with in my career. Um, but it's also been the best thing. If I can focus on one thing, I'm a lot more effective, John, than trying to do you know 100 at the same time. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I mean, you talked earlier in our conversation, you talked about how your goal with the business is in many ways trying to make things easier for your customers and helping them solve the complexities related to their role and mission and in the interest of having your team deal with the complexities of their role, you're getting them focused on serving the customer. So there's really, there's great alignment there. And I like that phrase that you used of kind of focusing on that one thing. And if you focus on the success of your customers and you focus on the success of your people, you're you're generally going to be okay. So I, I agree with that, with that philosophy hundred percent. Who's inspired you most, Rob, or had the biggest impact on you? So I know everybody wants the answer where it's like one person. <laughs> I'm going to try to, I'm going to narrow it down to two. Okay. Right? And, and the first one is my, and, and they're for very straightforward and simple reasons. The first one is my dad who uh, passed away, I don't know, 10 plus years ago. But the thing that I loved about my dad is, you know, other than he was my dad, and I didn't know this until after 
he had passed away. But my dad had a very, very loyal, he ran an accounting firm, tax accounting, a very loyal base of clients. They loved him because he put them first. He helped them. He thought creatively for them. All those things, you know, I never knew. I just saw him working on the dining room table doing taxes. But the fact that my dad was, was that guy out there taking care of these people was inspiring to hear about afterwards. While he was alive, that one of the guideposts for me that, you know, I hope I live up to every once in a while is my dad, when we were, we were talking about success and people's success and what money means and all of that. And my dad had this kind of mantra of, in order to find the value of a person, you start by subtracting their net worth mm-hmm. and then you go from there. And so my, my dad always had this kind of mantra of those who are given great things are expected to do great things. And he kind of beat that into us as a kid. And then all, all the way through college while I was in the army and you know making $18,000 a year, he's like, you can still do great things and you don't measure yourself based on, on that. So my dad was the first one. The second one, and this comes from the military, was my platoon sergeant. So for those of you who don't have military time, there's a platoon leader who's an officer. That was me. And you've got a total of four minutes of experience before you become a second lieutenant. And then in every platoon, there's a platoon sergeant. And my platoon sergeant for my first platoon was Sergeant First Class Cora. And he taught me more about managing people, leading people, expecting more of yourself and of your, of your team than I learned in all of business school. And I learned in my career. The man was an incredible leader. He was an inspiration for our platoon. And he was honestly a teacher for me. So he was 38 at the time. I was 22 at the time. Because of the military, he called me sir. But trust me, I learned more from Sergeant Cora in the year and a half that I worked with him than I will ever lead by reading a leadership book or attending a leadership seminar ever in my career. So those are the two guys who, who put me where I'm at. That's super. Thank you so much for sharing those stories. Clearly, your, your dad's influence. I mean, now I get why you appear to be such a grounded person. I mean, there are folks in, in your position and other companies that, you know, you could tell some of it's gone to their head. I don't get that at all in interacting with you, Rob, and now I understand why. And I think if you know where Sergeant Cora is today, we have to make sure he gets a copy of the recording for this episode <laughs> because those are very heartfelt sentiments. So thanks for thanks for sharing that. Finally, what, what impact do you want to leave on the industry? And I know that's a long way from now. I mean, you have a lot, a lot of game left, but when you think about you know, your legacy and, and the impact that you're going to have, how do you think about that? Well, so the great news is, is that I'm already in a spot where the company and NRG's mission and our values and where we want to take this business and mine are 100% aligned. I don't have to, I don't have a career move here where I have to get there so that I can go make the mark I want to make. I think at the end of the day, in addition to creating more sustainable and resilient and affordable energy ecosystem for customers kind of across the board, it's being created. You, you know as well as I do that that is happening 
right? I think that given my role and where I'm at, I want to make sure that people know that it's there and that it's possible. And it's not a pipe dream. And we can all move forward and you can still, there is no trade between being sustainable and resilient and being affordable. Like that, that is a false choice. So we're already, the industry's moving down that path. What I would like my impact to be is that I help make that just common knowledge and just an expectation out of ourselves as an industry and an expectation out of our customers as they're asking for what they want. I think that's the first piece. The second piece is, and this is my roots, right, in Houston. Like in Houston, I grew up where I've seen oil at $170 and I've seen oil at $9. And I've now seen it, you know, in the last two years at minus $35. But, <laughs> you know, growing up in Houston, it's the energy capital of the world. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that the culture of this city, the capabilities from commercial to engineering to just creativity, it maintains that spot. As energy continues to transition, Houston, as the energy capital of the world, will, I am confident, transition with it and maintain that spot. And kind of flippantly, like the future for energy is kind of being built today. I consider it part of my role, but also an aspiration that I want to make sure that NRG leads that wave. I want to do that with my current customers, and I want to do it with the next generation of customers to build a world you know, and an industry that's better than we ever thought it could be. Like, I think if I can do that, make people understand how, how attainable it actually is, and we do it all from you know, Houston as the center of the, the energy world, then I think I've, I've hit the marks of what I want to get done. Well, listen, you, you've got, you clearly have a very compelling vision for the future and the thought that you want your legacy to be kind of bringing that to life and making that happen and making it mainstream is exciting. And it's something, Rob, that you have in common with other you know, guests that I've had on the show where they, they're, what they really want to do is bring things to life, kind of change the world, make things happen and, and deliver what we today call the, the future of energy. And I wish you well in that pursuit. Thank you so much for joining me, Rob. This has been awesome. I really enjoyed the conversation. To our listeners, thanks for engaging with our content and being a part of the Smart Energy Decisions community. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and tell your colleagues and peers about it. To learn about how you can become a part of our next event, visit our website, smartenergydecisions.com. We're excited about sharing conversations with leaders of the energy transition like Rob, in this podcast, on our website, and at our events, all in the interest of helping you make smart energy decisions. Thanks for joining us and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Smart Energy Voices, an SED podcast. Digest the insights from today's episode and take action on the ideas that have inspired you. Join us every Friday for conversations with smart energy leaders. We also invite you to check out another SED podcast, Beyond the Meter. Each episode of Beyond the Meter features innovative energy projects and initiatives by large electric power users. 
To keep up to date with trends and happenings in the energy transition, visit smartenergydecisions.com to register for our daily newsletter and become part of the Smart Energy Decisions community. 